wasn't just good with brains like a neurologist. He wasn't just good with teeth like an orthodontist. When it came to healing, Jesus had no limitations. Amen? When it came to healing, Jesus had no limitations. He was not a specialist. He did not have a niche. He truly was the great physician. He spoke to that were ostracized in their society because they were in such bad condition that the doctor would dare not even treat them. They were considered to be incurable. He spoke to those that were considered to be incurable and said, Be thou clean. Now they were healed. I want you to take note of that. He spoke to those in society that were considered to be sees all of those things in all of our hearts 
exactly how to touch you. He made you. You think he doesn't know how to fix you? When, when I had a bad problem with my motor down in Atlanta, Georgia, the, 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 the mechanics told me, they said, when we, when we encounter the worst of problems that we can't figure out, we call the engineers who made the motor. Just to heal cancer and put up blinded eyes. He wanted to heal 
that are captive in their own lust. He wants to give the right way of thinking to those that are walking in this dark world. And he wants to set at liberty those who are oppressed in their own bitterness. The God that we serve has come to make us whole in this house today. This is the life that's available to us. This is the hope that we have in Scripture. This is what he promises to us to make us whole, to bring us to a place to where we, we're restored back to what we needed to be. It's what he came to bring us real healing, not just in our physical body, not just putting bones back in joints, but taking what's been broken in our spirits, what's dead inside of us spiritually, and resurrecting us. And this is what our world needs. It's what our world desperately needs. So I introduce to you today, Jesus, the one who died for you, the one who came here to give his life for you, the one who's going to decide where you spend eternity, the one who wants to live inside of you, but also the one that wants to heal you, the one who wants to give you life and life more abundantly. Friends, who I introduce to you today, my healer. I feel his presence in this place for a few. As this past week, I was I was just chewing on Jesus as a great physician, and Jesus is the healer of my heart, and I and I knew I was going to be preaching on this text, and and I. I was chewing on the message. My Facebook feed began to blow up with uh, uh, posts about mental illness. I, I'm, I'm friends with a, a lot of folks in the Christian world. <clears throat> As a result, I get a lot of Christian-type uh, posts. Uh, I get emails uh, from uh, different websites that have blogs. They auto-send me emails. And they all had the same topic. They were all talking about the same things. Almost the entire Christian Christendom in the United States was obsessed with this idea of mental health because there was a pastor of a mega church who committed suicide. So the the idea of mental health is on everybody's mind right now, and they're talking about it. And they're they're uh, 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 people are, are are beginning to get into the nuance of the situation, and it is a nuanced thing to talk about our physical brain that we have. But what they begin to talk about are one of the, the key messages that they, they have or they spoke about is they said, look, churches have over-spiritualized things. They've turned things into too much of a spiritual thing that aren't necessarily uh, uh, spiritual, but they are physical. And they point to the fact that the churches maybe talked about things like the brain and not address the physical aspect of our brain. And they say, just like you got to go to the doctor to address your heart, got to go and uh, maybe take some medicine to address your physical heart and your chest. Sometimes your brain has chemical imbalances and you got, this has been the theme of, of everything this past week. And I'm sympathetic to the point of view that our brains have 
I can't everything is spiritual. I watch these uh, different people arguing or bickering back and forth, different ideas. And on one side of it, there was everything spiritual, therefore you need to get right spiritual. And if you get right spiritual, then there will be no such issues as mental health type issues. The other camp was everything that is mental is actually a physical thing with the brain that you have, therefore you need therapy. And what is more common is you need to take Those are the two camps. The first camp, of course, it's all spiritual. I think there's no nuance there. The second camp, you just need to take a pill. There's obviously no nuance there. That message, the message that we are only physical beings, it's not from this. And it's not what Jesus' message was. That's from our modern healthcare movement. They do not even want to acknowledge the fact that we are spiritual beings. So they look at somebody in society that has deviant behaviors, abnormal behaviors, or what they decide are abnormal behaviors. And they look at those people and they say, well, it's a brain problem. It's a chemical problem. If you have uncomfortable thoughts, thoughts like depression, thoughts of fear or anger or loneliness or isolation, anxiety, if you have any thoughts like that, it's simply a chemical problem in your brain. And none of these are are addressed through the spiritual aspect of us as human beings. And this, to me, is the greater risk that we face as Christians. There's getting less and less and less of those super spiritual 
majority of those people don't even believe in God. So be careful using the terms and pretending that they are science. The other challenge with mental illness when we use that term and their diagnosis of mental illness, the other challenge they have in, in regular medicine, when you treat cancer, you have a process called pathology where they